Right, welcome back to All Stars MMA podcast. Um, first shout out to our sponsors. Oh, it's a bit echoey, is this in this new studio? I'm not, yeah. I'm not liking it. We have to sort that out. Um, our sponsors, Amazing Green CBD, take care of everybody. Um, they'll be sponsoring um, Kobe again for Risk as well. Yeah, they'll be sponsoring uh, Kobe uh, on Risk. Kobe's a good lad, isn't he? Two and zero now, going into his third amateur fight. So uh, yeah, they'll be looking after him, and uh, yeah, a lot of fighters using it. Uh, Rico as well. Yeah, yeah, smart, yeah, yeah. He's using it, so rubbing it on his hands after his bare knuckle fights, trying to cure him. I think it's you're all funny about Rico when he put his um, all that stuff on his Instagram about his hands, you know, and having to go see the specialist. And I'm like, what the fuck do you expect bare knuckle boxing? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's not great, is it for your hands? It's, it's, it'll be like a budgie's claw when he's older. Uh, it'll be he'll be dead before then. Sorry, Rico. <laughs> <laughs> um, a second sponsor, Ali from Muscle Medicine. I, I need to get booked in with Ali, so if you're watching. Um, yeah, please just text me. I've I spent all day moving shit into this office yesterday. It's all stored away in these little like cubby holes. But I think we did eight trips up three floors to get yeah. to this. So my back's fucked. Yeah, get a little uh, get a little session. Have you had a session with Ali yet? Uh, yeah, we took munch actually yesterday. Oh ah, yeah? yeah, sweet, yeah. sweet, good advert. Yeah, great <laughs> Perfect. Advert, is it? <laughs> Perfect. I'm advert. going back tonight for uh, session number two. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, it was really helpful. Um, I've been having some issues with my back. And uh, and I feel like you know, I've, I've seen a few different people, and I feel like he's definitely up there. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've, uh, you've been putting a shift in. We might, might as well introduce him first, and then we'll sort of go into it. Do you want to introduce <laughs> introduce our guests? Yeah. So uh, obviously <laughs> we've got three guests today. Obviously uh, we've got Mancha, aka Munch. He's over here uh, grappling on Polaris this weekend, this Saturday, yes. right? So he's the current champion on Polaris, and uh, BJJ black belt, high level grappler. Uh, he's accompanied by two of the AVT fighters, uh, Kiru and Pav Sohota. So, welcome, guys. Yo. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yeah, I mean, you've been putting a shift in. I've been following you on Instagram, and then obviously all the other people in Yorkshire. You seem to have been training at every place around Yorkshire recently. You're putting in many sessions a day. Yeah, I'm trying to train twice a day. Yeah. You know, um, I'm going to rest today and tomorrow and then compete Saturday. Well, I mean, wherever these boys are taking me, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm headed that way. I trust these guys, so. That's quality. I mean, yeah. so how did this all come about then? How, how Where did this start with you guys? Um, to be fair, um, bit, bring it a bit higher. we have a mutual friend in London uh, called Hardeep, right? And uh, Danny's cornered him before on the IMAF tournament. Yeah, did you? Yeah. Good fighter. And um, so basically, like, I think many years ago, much did, like, seminars down that way, like, more like London and, like, Birmingham. Yeah. And, like, uh, he stayed with my mate Hardeep and... Uh, yeah, I just got talking to him one time. I, I had to corner Hardeep when he fought up this way. I was like, oh, like, what's that Munch guy like? Is he all right? This out of the and he's like, yeah, like, he's a cool guy. He's a beast as well. And then, uh, yeah, like, we just, like, started chatting. And then, like, um, he was saying, like, oh, we should come out and train one time, whatever, this out of the And I kind of just left there for a bit. But then, like, yeah, like, then out of the blue one day, this guy just messaged me, like, oh, you guys still come in New York? So... Yeah, like, fuck it. Yeah, then, like, I just booked everything, got my visa sorted, went over, trained, and, like, yeah, like... That's class. Yeah. But it's like, I was saying to this guy, like, what would you have done if me and Kiru came over and we were, like, weird as fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like you just leave in the room and you come back upstairs and we're, like, naked, like, drilling, like, x guards. <laughs> like, Am I doing it right? <laughs> yeah, these... Like, some weird shit. So, so, so when you first spoke to these guys, it was just, like, on, on social media, you didn't know them, you did not met them. No, I didn't really know these guys when I first spoke to them. Uh, but like you said, we had a mutual friend, and uh, he spoke well of them, so I, I trusted him. And on top of that, I just, you know, I, I kind of, 
I, I, I want to do something like similar on a bigger scale one day. Yeah. And, you know, seeing these guys like following their dreams is, uh, it's just, it's motivating for me too. So I just want to be able to help them. That's awesome. That, isn't it? Go on, Kirill, chime in. Look at you over there in corner. You will have to. It's like, I'm, it's like everything. I'm trying to get a word in, but Pav's got the mic. <laughs> yeah. So like I had my Pav's time since, and then now, now it's gone in it. Now that opportunity is gone. <laughs> I was just gonna say that as soon as like Munch was like, "Oh, you look still looking to come." I think we just booked a flight there and then, and like I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, yeah. just got like, prove to this guy that you're not just bullshit." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but it's not every day someone like that reaches out to you to like. Offer like to like you know train with you and stuff like that. So yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Took it with both hands, kind of thing. Cool. How long ago was that? Did you say sorry? So the first time we went out there was just hold that a bit. I try talking to the front of it. The first time we went out there was like I think it was January, January last, last year. year. Yeah, yeah, but we got talking like a few couple months before that. So yeah, ah, decent. Yeah, but maybe two years ago now. Uh, how many times have been out there now? Like three times. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is your second time here. I think you. You won the belt yeah. when you were staying. Yeah. It was the uh, first time, yeah. It's my second time, yeah. Good luck charms, eh? <laughs> <laughs> What's it like living in the Sahota house? <laughs> it's very efficient. I, I can't complain. These guys, are, these guys are taking care of me. You know, all my meals are cooked. I got my own bed. I mean, I have, I have zero complaints, guys. Like, I can't even say anything bad about these guys. <laughs> Sweet. I might come and stay over as well. Like food yeah. and shit. ABT sleepover. <laughs> Right. So uh, obviously competing this weekend. Um, how's training going? How's preparation? You know, have you done anything different to what you usually do, or is it just same old? You're always you're always getting ready and improving. Um, I I feel like uh, I feel like I was doing a little bit more uh, MMA, even for some of my grappling matches. I was just training my my MMA schedule and and just jumping grappling, and then you know just go from there. But uh, this time around. Uh, I had to deal with some injuries that were uh, basically messing up my training. So I thought it would be best to just strictly do jiu-jitsu before this match just because I was like, I'm, I'm not fully, like, I'm not on point with everything. Yeah. So my all my training was uh, basically done at Unity in New York City. And then uh, I decided this time that I was going to come out a week early and, you know, come train with you guys here to get over the jet lag. So I think this time around my, my training was more uh, jiu-jitsu based That's than, awesome. than MMA. Cool, yeah. And uh, have you looked at, you know, like when you're looking at the guys who you're grappling, are you looking at them, are you studying them, or are, are you just thinking about your your game? Because obviously opponents yeah. can change last minute and yeah, stuff. But yeah. I, I always think about my game, but uh, I always think about my game. Like I always think about what I'm going to do, but I definitely watch my opponents because whatever I'm going to do, maybe he's going to offer uh, it to me, but not in the same exact situation with the... Uh, uh, different opponents you know what I mean like somebody might offer one position that I like and somebody else might offer the other one so I just want to see what he's susceptible to so I did I do watch a lot of tape um, especially uh, when I respect somebody you know I'm like oh this guy's a tough challenger so I should probably study yeah, him you know yeah. there's times I don't there's times I'm like I'm gonna kill this guy you know <laughs> I don't need to watch no tape you know if I need to watch tape for this guy then I then I should I shouldn't be freaking even competing you know uh, I should but with uh, the 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 challenger I have now, you know he's tough. He he he, he he's he's you know he, he's a high level guy. So I was definitely was studying him. I've been I mean from top to bottom, you know. I've been studying tape. I've been I was telling these guys. I've been looking at the time he goes to bed, the time yeah. he wakes up. Yeah, all of that. You know? <laughs> so I'm ready. You know, I'm I'm ready for any scenario. Yeah, so. no, you're enemy. That's amazing. That that's probably like champion mentality in it, where yeah, you're going yeah. so in depth. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's cool. 
Um, so how did you get started then, you know, with, with jiu-jitsu and, and martial arts in general? Like, where did it all start for you? I mean, honestly, like, just like if you watch old school Bollywood movies, the action scenes, I'm sure you guys have seen clips on YouTube, right? <laughs> I, I was, as a kid, I was always amused by them, you know, seeing yeah. like one dude take out like 100 men. And I just always assumed that I could do that too, you know, when I was a kid. I was like, oh, I could probably take on like 10 people at the same time. That was just like intrigued me to want to fight, you know, watching that. And then on top of that, my uncle back home is a wrestler. So he was, uh, he's actually, in my community, he was, he was pretty famous for his, for his wrestling. So just being around him and him like taking me to his, uh, his kabaddi matches, which is like. Uh, yeah, I've seen kabaddi. Yeah, yeah, it's a little it's bit like. like tag wrestling, yeah, you know? like tag wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just seeing that, like, I was like, oh, I want to do this. I'm gonna it's really this. popular, that, isn't yeah, it? It's like, very popular. Yeah. It's, I, think it's, I think it's popular all over the world, actually. Yeah. yeah. And we should uh, get a team going at the gym. Yeah. yeah, it's actually, like, professional. Like, you can make quite a lot of money from doing it as well. Because, you know, it's sick as well. Like, while there's a game on, like, say, if there's one guy, like, who keeps getting away from everyone, like, the MC guy will be like, right, like, I don't know, like, 50 quid to anyone who can, like, pin this guy. And then guys <laughs> from the audience will match that. It becomes, like, an auction kind of thing. It's crazy. And then like it's like a little it's jackpot. Like, yeah, like it's like money, a jackpot. Like. It keeps going up, and then whoever takes that guy down, they'll get like the money. Like it's pretty cool, man. De- definitely an AVT Kabaddi team. I, yeah. I reckon we do. Yeah. yeah, you guys can be like the team captains. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sick. Is there competitions over here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's loads. You have like a World Cup and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah why cool. are we not? Why aren't we doing this? I don't know. <laughs> it's actually good money as well. Yeah, yeah. It's actually like a steal too if you know jujitsu because thing is a lot of these guys try to pin them in wrestling techniques but then you see people that know a little bit of jiu-jitsu they'll jump like close guard or put them in 50 50 yeah and then the guy can't run away from you you know he's basically stuck because he has to get across the the line in order to win yeah. and you got to hold him you know what, so. what do they call that they call it Kenji, yeah i was just gonna say it's like a scissor <laughs> takedown or something isn't it yeah, 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 yeah. like literally instead, like say they're trying to cross the line instead of like taking them down you can just hold them as well and like People like jump scissor takedowns, they call it like a Kenchi, which yeah, is like a... Kenchi, s- the actual uh, translation from Punjabi to English means actually means like scissors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, yeah. yeah. So, you, so you saw a lot of that when you... Like how old are you when you're like seeing this this happen? Um, very young. Yeah. Very young, maybe... I don't know, maybe like six, seven. Yeah. Very young. And then... And then that was like the kind of like the spark... You know, I was like, oh, like, I like this, you know. And then obviously I, I watched professional wrestling like every other kid. I thought it was real. I, and then what? It's not, it's, is this it? You're telling me it's not real? <laughs> Jeez. It's still real to me, Darren. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, and then I, 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 I ran, I started watching MMA actually because of the Ultimate Fighter. And it was uh, the one with uh, BJ Penn and uh, Jens Pulver. Uh, yeah. If you remember, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good one. Uh, it was it was a Nate Diaz, I think. Nate Diaz was on that season. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, for me, watching that, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Like, I already knew, like, okay, like, I want to get into MMA. And then um, it was really, it's a funny story. It was actually, I saw, I was dating this girl at the time, and her ex-boyfriend had this UFC shirt on. And I was like, dude, I kind of want to talk to this guy. You know? <laughs> I was like, I probably shouldn't talk to this guy, but I kind of want to talk to him, you know? So I was like, one day we were going to the lunch and I, I kind of like approached him. I'm like, dude, like, can I talk to you? And we went behind the stairs and he thought I wanted to fight him, right, obviously. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, where do you train? <laughs> you know? And then I started talking to him and uh, he's, he tells me about this local gym in Queens. And then he took me along with him. And it was like the first time I went, it was, you know, there was no structure. You know, we just showed up and we just started training. 
we went live, you know, and uh, and that was it. That was it. I was hooked. You know, I, I trained and I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. And that was the beginning for me. And how old are you at this point, sorry? Uh, 17. 17. So how, uh, when did you move out to America then? When did you move to New York? Uh, so I was born in, in New York. All right, okay. And then I went back as a little kid. I, I, to be honest, I can't tell you what age. Yeah. I just remember being in India. Yeah. Um, and then I came back when I was 13. All right, cool. Sweet. How did you manage to transition over to California then? What was that? Because uh, you, you, am I right in thinking you moved, you moved to... Uh, I, I didn't move there. I was there. Move. No, no, I was there temporarily. Ah, right. Like okay. I was there for a few months. Yeah. Uh, I went to Alpha Male yep. recently, you know, just to kind of uh, check out the gym. Because when I was listening to the podcast that you were on before, it, it sounded like you'd moved out there like indefinitely. Yeah, because I, I was there for a few months right, okay. at that point, you know. Cool, cool. Um, so I, I was there because I, I, I mean, I wanted to be in a world-class, a world-class MMA room. Just to see what they train like, yeah, yeah. just to see, you know what I mean, what the what their formula is, you know, uh, because when I came up in jujitsu, I was around guys that were very high level. So when I saw them training, I kind of figured it out. Okay, if I replicate what he's doing, yeah. I'm gonna have similar success. So I kind of wanted to do the same thing when I went to Alpha Male. I just wanted to be around some champions and see, you know, what their mindset yeah, was yeah. like. That's cool. That. Like when you were doing jujitsu, so the first. You said you went to this gym and there's no structure. Like, how did you go from that to end up training with these like? real high-level jiu-jitsu guys, did you, did you like, start in one gym and move and see better, or did you just end up in a good gym straight away, you know, because... Yeah, so my first gym was more like a dojo, you know, I would say. It was, yeah. like, it was like a karate place, you know. Uh, I got lucky because um, within, like, six months, I I, I was I got really good at jiu-jitsu, and uh, I was basically tapping everybody there. You know, everybody was right, you know, they were in a high level, except the coaches, obviously. I was tapping all the students there, and... Uh, it's really funny. The striking coach comes up to me and he's like, "Dude, like, you should go to Marcelo's," you know. And I was like, "I was like, a, it was, I was a newbie, so I didn't know who Marcelo was." Like, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah," you know. I was like, "I didn't want to go because I felt comfortable there," you know. I was like, "Oh, this is home. Like, I know everybody. Everybody's yeah. cool with me. Like, why would I leave this place?" You know. But he kept like, kept on me. He's like, you, and then he goes to me and he's like, "All right, I'll take, I'll take you to Marcelo's," and you know, basically to go to Marcelo's, we have to take the, the subway. I live in Queens, right? It's like the outskirts of the city. Yeah. Basically, I have to take an hour subway train into New York City. And I never, I never did that. I never left my neighborhood. I was that kid, you know, that was in the corner store just hanging out. And I, I didn't really go out of my, my circle. And then he kind of forced me to go with him. And then the first day he took me there, I got lucky because as I was heading into the building, Marcelo was coming out of the building. So we ran into each other. And then we started chatting. And, he, you know, I just remember he had a big smile on his face. So I was like, oh, this guy seems cool. And then he's like, all right, like, come on Monday. It was Saturday, and he's like, come train Monday. And then once I went on Monday, I got my ass kicked a bunch, and then I was like, all right, maybe I should come here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sick, really, because it's good that the coach did that and, and, and said that you should do that because yeah. a lot of coaches might, you know, you're tapping everybody in class. Some coaches would have been like, nah, stay here. You can be our guy. You can be like our number one guy. Yeah, but for sure. You know, it's crazy. Uh, to think about that because uh, I feel like sometimes I am very easily influenced and if somebody would have said that to me, I would have been like, yeah, cool. Because I was like, all right, like I trust this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was happy that uh, I was in good hands, you know? Yeah, I spoke about it. I did a little, we did a little podcast, me and Brendan Chaplin yesterday, just like a little, well, like a little live, oh, live yeah. chat. It was only like 15 minutes, but we spoke about that, like coaches uh, being invested in the athlete rather than themselves, you know, just... You know, if, if I'm training these guys and I'm like, I can't, there's something that I can't show them. Yeah. I can be like, you need, you need to work with this guy instead. You know, and a good coach, will, I think a good coach will do that where 
a coach who just wants to sort of keep you in like yeah. don't leave I'll teach you everything you know and then that, they're the guys you gotta be careful I think that shows a lot of humility as a coach though doesn't it and like yeah. being, being humble because if you do try to just hoard everyone yeah like I can't show you everybody you can't hold people it, back it's their careers as yeah, well yeah yeah like I, I'm good enough to teach everybody a little bit of everything I think yeah but I, I, I to make someone excel in one area is very tough you know like I can coach someone in boxing, kickboxing, grappling, all these things separately, but there's someone better than me at all those things as well separately. So it's always good to bring someone else in. Like we've got a wrestling coach, a boxing coach, yeah. you know, high level tie boxers, grapplers. So I can say, yeah, train with these guys. And it means that I don't have to teach like is that, so many people. Is that sort of Roberto's position then as well then for jujitsu? Yeah, I've got Roberto taking class yeah. and then there's quite a few other, you know, good grapplers who've got certain games, you know, you know guys who are just leg lockers or, yeah. you know, certain, you know, morbid like Skimoras and, you know, it's like people will gravitate towards yeah. whoever works works for them. So I think that's a, it's a good way to coach, definitely. It means you get to sit back and uh, play all the... Yeah. Just managing, yeah. You you train with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just lazy. I'm so lazy. I, yeah, I'm a lazy guy. I grapple lazy too. Just that's why I'm fat and slay lay. Somebody said that yeah. to me. Somebody said that like what, your grappling technique, you're a bit like a sloth, but you just you sort of speed up towards the end of. So everybody else like <laughs> burns out after the first five minutes, and you're just like creeping your way in. I can't remember who it was. Somebody said somebody uh, said that to me. That's yours. Might have been Roberto. Roberto always says it like. It might have been Roberto actually. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like one hour rounds. That's like my. If I, if I could have like a one hour yeah. match, that would yeah. be perfect. It takes me quite a while to get warmed Another up, and then limit. yeah, then I start figuring out what the guy's doing, and then then I'm all right. Yeah, but if it's like a five minute match, I'm fucked. <laughs> Probably gonna lose. And that was what they used to do on like Pride, them grappling matches, like hour long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's what we want. Like no yeah, time limit. Roger Gracie has like. That similar style. Yeah. It's very slow. Yeah. And, and yeah, I really like Hodger because he's very, when you watch him, he's very like, I'm, he is an athletic guy, I've no doubt, but he's not, he doesn't grapple very athletic. It's very, know. I don't know if he's very athletic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like how he grapples. It's like, I remember one Monday I was watching him and I think he got everyone, I think he just did like a cross choke. He got like seven people with it. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? He's doing something different. But when you watch it, it's just like close guard, cross choke. He just got everybody with the same move. I'm like, how how does that even work? But obviously, it's that invisible jujitsu. That's <laughs> true. That's what it is. He's obviously doing something, and it's. I don't think he could even teach what he's doing. No, I don't think it's a technique. It's probably the concepts that he understands so well. Yeah, about the weight and you know just like reactions and stuff like that i feel like a lot of people don't understand that you know you can teach somebody techniques but you can't teach them like it's hard to teach it's not that you can't but it's very difficult to teach like the concepts around them you know why you're doing this what if he moves like an inch this way or inch yeah. that way what if his weight's here what if his hand's here you know i feel like he probably has answers for all those scenarios yeah so wh when when did you start teaching obviously you training jiu-jitsu started competing yeah and then I started teaching when I was a purple belt. Oh, I mean, I, I was training at Marcelo's, so, you know, I, I, I was going to teach whenever he was going to let me teach. It wasn't one of those things I was like, oh, I'm just going to go out and start teaching now, you know? And when I was a purple belt, he presented me the opportunity to teach, a, like, two classes at the gym. And the first class I ever taught, man, I was so nervous. 
I was just biting my own words, like, and he was watching me, and it was the worst, you know, and I was like, you know, but, uh, I mean, I actually enjoy teaching a lot. I don't know if I want to be a full-time coach one day, but I do enjoy teaching. I, I like teaching because it, it's just kind of like, it's just, you know, I mean, I'm sure everybody says the same thing, but it's like, I love jujitsu, so. Yeah. I mean, why not, you know, like, I teach it, I get more into it, and it, it gets me more excited, you know? You've delivered quite a few seminars as well, haven't you, recently? This week, have you delivered a couple I seminars? I did a few classes. Yeah. I would have oh, said, right. like, a full-on seminar. Ah, right, okay. But I did a few classes, and I did train with everybody. I tried my best to train with everybody. So, somewhat like a mini-seminar, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's cool, that. Yeah. yeah. I suppose it's good for you guys at the gym. Well, obviously not you guys, because you, you know him, but the other fighters to have that opportunity as well. Like, it must be amazing for them. Like, yeah, again, you as a coach, the people that you've brought through the gym, to deliver seminars or training or just opportunities. Yeah. It's, it's pretty epic. I almost like those classes better than seminars. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think so too. I I, I think sometimes seminars are too long and yeah. you're not going to remember everything that you just learned, you know? So it's better to do a shorter class because I, I was thinking about this recently. Is like after a while, you're going to start to lose focus. You know, your mind's not going to be in it anymore. And then you're just kind of wasting time, you know? I mean, maybe it's, a, it's still somewhat beneficial, but... It's not like, you know, it could be more efficient way of learning, you yeah. know? I think you've got like an, an there must be a time at like an hour. After after an hour, you're going to probably stop taking information in. And then. And I suppose that as well, if you deliver in a class, not gonna be, there's not going to be as many people there, you know, especially the way that you tell people about it, you sort of keep it under wraps for as long as possible. And then you say, right, this is what's going on at this day. But like that it's not I keep it under wraps. I just do it last minute. Everything. I'm like, do you want to take a class tomorrow? I'll try, yeah, I'll cool. try to save you there. But the, uh, I'm just fucking badly organized. The, the Frank Mir seminar, that was rammed on it. You know, like that was, yeah. there were so many people on the mats there. Like that's got to be a difficult place to learn and sort of to teach as well, yeah. to try and deliver a message to that many people. Yeah. Like, like a lot, a lot of the seminars tend to be more like, um, it's more like a meet and greet for some people. Like, yeah. you know, like when Eddie Bravo came, yeah. like the techniques he taught, like most of the people couldn't do them. Like, but they were just there to see Eddie Bravo and listen to some cool stories and that. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't really about the train. It's like, they just wanted to see him and, yeah. you know, smoke weed with him after. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but I, I much prefer in terms of coaching, like obviously I, I want to learn. So I'd much rather him take class and then, yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I, th I think classes are much better for, you know, just a few bits of information and then and then get some training in. I think it's a cool way to do it, definitely. Some of the seminars, like three-hour-long seminars can be too, yeah, like you say, you lose focus and, yeah, it's just a lot of information to retain. It's hard to remember so much. I mean, I can remember it. I'm pretty good at. I, I can tell you like what I did ten years ago in a seminar. Even though I've really? been punched in brain. Oh yeah, I've got quite a good for seminars. I've got quite a good memory. I've got the worst memory. Yeah, like like John. John, I'll give you an example. John Will. So John Will has done a seminar at my at my gym every year for ten years now. Right. So that's crazy. Yeah, ten yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. I think. What 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 belt were I want to train with him? I might have been a purple or brown belt when I train with him, but um. I think purple belt, yeah, purple belt when I train with him. I can remember the first time I trained with him. I can remember all the techniques that we did, which is crazy. That's mental. Somehow I visualized it. I can't remember what I had for my dinner yesterday. Yeah. But I can remember. I can remember the the exact techniques that we did. So I literally I, think, walk, I walk off the mat and I forgot. Yeah, I think that's why. <laughs> it's terrible. Like yeah, it. I think that's why I like teaching because it's kind of I can recall stuff from. 
that's that's stored in there and it's a it's a good way to like get it out of my mind yeah i think i mean like it's it's difficult especially when like you're in, even when you're in a class trying to retain that I've, i found it easy to remember stuff like the, the privates that i did with tom they, they really helped me just to not get my ass kicked as much yeah um that's that's helped me more than anything i think but i can't remember shit man i'm for the worst memory <laughs> and like seminars to be fair like i'm like I'm, i've only been doing it what since november like, I find it intimidating when I saw that you were doing a class. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to that. Like, I won't go, I've not been to a seminar. Why? Why not? I just don't want to do that. He's going to buy you or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, there's a lot of high level guys, and especially when big boys turn up, then all other big boys are going to rock up. I'm like, nah, I don't want to be a part of that. I'll nah, get back. It wasn't I know even like that, was, that. There was like loads of like white belts there as well. It, like, there was like, there was beginners yeah. yesterday. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I know it's the don't wrong worry. mentality. Yeah, because we're, we're, we've said so many times how cool everybody is, but I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm not, I'm he's, he's gone red now. I'm not ready I'm for not that. Ready to see <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I try to avoid everyone's, it. Everyone's I know what you mean, though, but you know, like when you get private with someone, I find I remember all of it, but like when I'm drilling like in a seminar or something, like, I do it twice and I start talking about the Game of Thrones or some shit. <laughs> yeah, get what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's different. Have you attended many seminars yourself? I've attended a few. Yeah. 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 Have you ever been to any like mind blowing seminars or is there anyone? Is it like coaching wise? Is there anyone who stood out when you've? Uh... Uh, honestly, I no. I would say no. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't like. I wasn't very uh, impressed with some of the guys that I don't want to name them. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't very impressed with. Ah, get him under bus. Throw it. One guy was like, uh, he showed up to teach a seminar and uh, he shows the techniques and then he just like uh, basically chats to his uh, his friend the whole time. So yeah. He doesn't walk around nothing, you know. Doesn't look or anything, you know. And it's just like, I was like, all right, like this just seems like a waste of time. But I was actually, I was actually lucky because. Um, I was at Marcelo's and I was working there, so I didn't have to pay for any of those seminars. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just there for free, but I kind of felt bad for the other guys that were paying like a hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. For these like high level guys to come teach and not teach appropriately, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I I I personally I didn't have a good experience with seminars, but at the same time, you know, I do think that sometimes like all it takes is one move to change your game, or one detail that you've never seen before, and then and you're just like, holy shit! Like it just opens up a new world for you. So I, I can't really badmouth it at the same time because in that three hours, maybe even if you just take away that one technique, that could yeah. dr- dramatically change your game, you know? Uh, so I don't know. It's like it has its negatives and positives, you know? It's just, I, I guess it's how you approach it or, uh, you know? I guess there's a, there's a lot of high-level grapplers and, and fighters, you know, the seminars in, you know, striking seminars and stuff as well. There's a lot of people who are really good, but they're just bad at teaching it. Yeah. You know, so it's it's... One of them as well. Like, uh, do you ever see GSP's instructionals? They were te- fucking terrible. <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah, it's just like so fucking boring. But yeah, it's a bit like his fighting style. You know, I'd like to go to Edmund Tarverdian seminar. I think that'd be. Yeah, yeah, you could, a boxing seminar. Three hours of head movement. Yeah. <laughs> you should definitely. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Definitely get him to corner you for one of you guys. <laughs> when when did you two guys get into fighting then? Because obviously you guys are on the show as well. It makes sense to sort of like delve into into your career. You know he's been doing it like oh, let's, hold let, it. Let, let, let let go on, let Kiro speak, <laughs> mate. I say when I was about fifth, yeah, fifteen. There was a, a guy, Sabeg Singh, Doctor Sabeg Singh. He used to fight professional MMA. He was also he's, he's also a doctor, yeah, <laughs> a real doctor, a real doctor, yeah. <laughs> 
But now he's a pangra singer. But like, yeah. uh, he's a successful pangra <laughs> well, singer. Yeah, yeah. Like, if Danny Jessup was here, he'd uh, get him to. Put he's a got track his own Wikipedia and shit. Oh, no, I won't go that far. But like, oh, so. there's millions of views on the YouTube. Like, oh, that's great. So like, if Danny was here, Danny's like the the Jamie of the podcast in it. We'd be playing. Nah, he's been sacked. Thing. That's why he's not here. He's been yeah. sacked in it. But like, rest in peace, Jessup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So shout out to Sabig from Sabig fighting. I think. Like, he got all the seat guys, like, he got them all hyped and everyone used to, like, go to his fights and, like, share his stuff. Lions of May started in Huddersfield, you know, just a bit of... It started off, it was Lions of May, but we all used to do Muay Thai and we thought it was MMA. And, uh, yeah, I was... For about a year and a bit, I was fighting Thai boxing and I had a couple of fights. And do you want to talk into, like, how you got into it from... From like there, like because you came at the start and then you kind yeah. of stopped for that mic, right? Hold it so like you're talking into the the front of it there. So right. hold it up like that. Yeah. By the way, like that. Okay. So we're talking to that bit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like obviously, uh, Kiru's having success in like Thai boxing. He used to fight um, around like the Manchester area stuff like that. You actually, um, you actually got ranked in top ten as well, didn't it? At fifty seven oh, yeah. kg. Yeah, yeah. Like Back yeah, he was day. decent. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I was just like, just, I don't know. Just You're just a street about. fighter. <laughs> a record of a hundred wins, two losses. <laughs> no, um, yeah, so I, I don't know, I was just pissing about, just doing stuff that, like, I don't know, kids do it at that age and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, like, I remember I got to bother with this guy and then, um, yeah, like, one day I come home, I'm like, yo, you got to show me some of these head kicks or something, man, I want to spark this guy out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then like, uh, oh, and then I remember, yeah, like this guy's giving me privates and stuff like that. And then uh, I'm like, nah, man, like uh, just get proper annoyed because like I'm like not flexible at all. Like I can't kick and stuff like that. I'm like thinking, fuck, like I need to do something about this, yeah. So then like I just start going training with him. I just fell in love with it. Like it was just, uh, yeah, it was just sick, man. And then that's around the same time jujitsu classes started getting added to the Lions MMA program. And I found that I did uh, like. Uh, I found I took to that really well as well. Like, I remember the first thing I was good at was at triangle chokes and stuff like that. And like, yeah, I just loved it. And like playing off my back and stuff like that. Like, I just love the idea of like you're underneath someone, but you can still like put them to sleep. You know what I mean? And yeah, I just got into it, man. And then I just started competing and I just love competing. But it's weird because like when I was a kid at school, like I was fucking like chubby and like shit at sports and like unathletic. Like, I used to, this is why I don't like football, because I used to get picked last for a team. And then, like, um, I'd be playing, yeah, I'm like, oh, shit, like, I better not let any goals in today, oh. And then, like, I let a goal, and everyone's like, Pav, you fucking shit, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, maybe I'm shit, man, like, maybe I'm wasting my time here, and stuff like that. <laughs> then, like, I never got into football, and, like, I never played any sports. And, like, yeah, man, but then, like, I don't know, I found, like, as I trained more, I became, like, more athletic and stuff like that, like, yeah, so it's kind of... No, you're not fat anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> I was a fat guy. <laughs> so does does you know? So Lions MMA was that set up as like a as like a Sikh community thing? Is that what it is? That the original? Yeah, it, it was. It yeah. was. Is that does that still because is, is it dotted around the country? It's not just in Huddersfield, right? Yeah, Am it's, I getting it's this started right? in Huddersfield though. All yeah. ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that the epicenter of yeah. Sikh MMA? It was yeah. like a program just for like people like you know something to do, learn like martial arts, like self defense and stuff like that. But like out of everyone, like me and Kiru, well, Kiru started competing, and then I started competing as well, and then like from there, like yeah, we just then we're like, oh, because they only offered two sessions a week, so then like then through the week we train at Farrell MMA, which is in Huddersfield, 
And then from there, we ended up coming to ABT. I was like, I remember like- Cause it's sick, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like we'd be like, I like, so I don't even know what year this is. Maybe like 2012 or something, like at MMA shows. And like we'd see all these guys in like black t-shirts with AVT written across, like it's all no, mobbed out. And like, we'd be like, oh, they're, they're them AVT like, guys. Like AVT that, guys, isn't it? Like that guy fights on Cage Warriors, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, know. Be like, when, when we first come to AVT and like, it was like sparring on Monday, was it Hemorrhage Monday back back in the day? Yeah. <laughs> and like people are wearing like Cage Warriors gloves and like this is our, we've come from like Farrell MMA. This is at the times where there was like, there was amateur C, Amateur B, which calls semi-pro, where it's like no headshots on the ground, but like headshots standing and elbows to the body, like they were just proper stupid rules. Oh, pro yeah. MMA goals. Rules, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was NSAC, which was like what, like what amateur, amateur is MMA now. now. Yeah. Like there was, and like people would be like, oh that guy's. Well, in Farrell MMA, people would be like, oh that guy fights NSAC. <laughs> it, it was like that, that was that pro back then. It was so like he was fights the Nevada State rules. Nah, no, this, yeah. this was like when, kind of like, so like. When I was 15, when I was like 16, this is a, a lot of years ago now, isn't it? Yeah. I'm trying to do some maths now. That's right. like about eight years ago or something. This is like when like a purple belt was kind of like a bit like a black belt, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like people weren't, we didn't, we didn't have black belts like we have now. Like, yeah. uh, like I used to look at like Andy Farrell, like he was the best grappler in the world, you know what I'm saying? Well, it was either like a purple belt. He was a purple belt, yeah. Like that, yeah. <laughs> what a guy! What he's, a guy! Is I he still she, doing downhill skiing? Um, That's what he went know, into, isn't he? I don't know, but yeah, I see him skiing. now and then. I bump into him. Yeah, he's a yeah, sick guy. Yeah, he's, got the, he's got the most. He's got the most manliest handshake <laughs> you've ever felt. It's like you know when you just, especially when you've been training. You know when like your hands are beat up and you're feeling a bit like that, and he'll just grab you and he'll like shake you and he'll pat you on the back. Yeah, yeah. Like your arm will come out with socket. Nearly kills you with an handshake. Yeah, it's the most manly handshake you've ever felt. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. So, you know, for all, for all you guys, obviously like the Sikh MMA thing, is there, is there many like Sikh high-level athletes that you can, that you sort of, so you were saying this Sabeg Singh or whatever he was, he was the, was he like the only Sikh fighter at the time? In the UK back then, in fact, there was a few, but like, I think he had like a turban and a beard, so like everyone loved him. But yeah. like, see, I think back then there was, there might have been Lak Sekon, there was Sabeg Singh and a couple of Kota others. Gil from that, Canada. This is just the UK I'm oh, talking yeah. about. Yeah. In like, there were, there's been a few like all over, like there's been like Kulta Gil. I think he probably did the most back then for like- yeah, He used to fight on Dream. I think he's fought some good fighters. He fought, um, who's that guy, BJ Penn, knocked out in UFC, what's he called? Carl Uno. Carl Uno, he's yeah. He's fought him, he's fought, oh, I can't remember, man. He's fought like a lot of sick, like lightweights yeah. from that era, yeah. stuff like that. He's also, he was also ranked, uh, I think, number seven in the world in, in Muay Thai yeah. at one point. So. Yeah. so he was a high level striker. Yeah, so, yeah, I, it's funny because he was also, he was the first MMA fighter that I knew of of uh, Sikh descent, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And is there a lot more, like, Sikh guys getting into this now, you know, would you say, or? No, um, yeah, I mean, what, I mean, definitely a lot more from than from what it used to be. Yeah. You know, um, you have even uh, MMA schools opening in India now, so. Yeah, because obviously there's a big wrestling background in India. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a, that's like a big thing there, so it, it'd seem they can just turn into MMA schools now, like what happened in America, like a lot of the yeah. wrestling academies turn into like MMA gyms and stuff. Yeah, we have a friend out there called Yad. 
he's like the fourth member of Punjab top team. <laughs> but like, um, he actually, so like, I've been in train there, so there's like a wrestling school there. Ah, so I've seen some photos, that looks yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's wrestling like, in the mud. It's like that. near a jungle as well. And like, yeah, it's quite like humid and that. But like, they've transformed that wrestling gym into like a Lions MMA. And like, he's matted it all out now. And like, he teaches some jujitsu and striking and stuff like that. So like, it's getting there. But I think like, give it like about five years or something. You know, like once, like their pro fighters have reached like a good like understanding of everything then you'll see like a lot more stuff come out of there like or even if like more coaches from here go over there to teach and stuff like that but yeah yeah i think with like a like a surge of like Sikh and like india people fighting and stuff i think in india now they're like quite a few more people that want to get into it. i think it's because of sfl and like things like so is sfl based in india or yeah, is yeah, yeah yeah i think they've had they might have had i think they were looking to have a show here i don't think it happened they had a show in America, yeah. but like they do, they're on like the channel, the sports channel in uh, India is super boxing league and ah, super yeah. fight league. And they do like a kind of thing where they have like states in India against each other. Yeah. A friend of mine, Latifi was one of the coaches for the Jeddah Tigers. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. He, he ended up just over there. I just seen these pictures and he's got his tracksuit on and he's like, <laughs> yeah, fuck, fuck knows how he ended up there. Did they ask you to be a coach to it? Yeah, they asked me to be a coach for one of the teams too, but yeah. I, I respectfully de declined. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in no position to coach anybody right now. I want to just focus on my fighting. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, lo it looks crazy. Like, there's still, there's, they've got all these teams fighting against each other and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's definitely something there. I remember yeah. the f some of the first SFLs, I was, and they just had like a farmer. Like, this guy's a farmer. <laughs> <laughs> he not even trains like this guy. He must be really strong because he's been on the farm for like two years now. He's been on the farm. Do you want to hear a funny story? So, I've got a bit from uh, the Midlands. He fought on there, and uh, yeah, like he goes like, um, so he's warming up backstage. Yeah, like all the fighters are in like one room, and it's like a like city curtain, like dividing it, and then like. The guy he's fighting is like, so like, we call him Pindus, which means some guy from like a village or something. He's like walked over into his chain room. He's like, brother, please, I'm not good at the striking. I'm little wrestling, but no hit me, please. Like that, yeah. The guy's like, kind of like, what the fuck, man? Like, get out of my chain room. <laughs> like, like, it's weird, man. Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, but it, I guess it's you know when it's early days. Yeah. You know, I imagine like the first MMA shows over here, and that yeah. like, it's, it's the same thing. It's got to start somewhere. Yeah. But I think uh, I've not really seen much SFL stuff recently. Is this, have they got a lot of show? Had a lot oh, of shows recently? Going on I haven't seen too much with the MMA, but I think they're focusing on the boxing. The I boxing. Think yeah. Yeah. Owns that, didn't yeah, he's, yeah, he yeah. They had that big show in like. Was it somewhere in Dubai yeah, or somewhere yeah, like that? Yeah, where Khan fought that guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 But like, I think that was doing better than the actual MMA. Yeah. I haven't heard too much from him yeah, as cause, well. Yeah, because when, when Khan fought him, that's when we make Latif right there. Latif, you get everywhere. I don't know how you fucking do it. Oh, uh, him from Doncaster? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Latif, oh, yeah. Cool, he just, he just, yeah. He just crops up in them places. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he just finds his way in. <laughs> get, gets himself jobs. That's what he does. Can't fault it. Typical car salesman. So when are you guys fighting again then? When are you two fighting? Uh, I'm fighting on risk yeah. uh, 21st of December, uh, September. Yeah, man. Um, I haven't got anything booked in, but I was going to ask Danny, I might just get on risk, like boxing or something like that. So maybe we'll we'll have a little talk afterwards. Oh, yeah, exclusive there. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just feel like I need to do something, but you like... You need to punch someone. Yeah, yeah, something like that. We'll <laughs> figure it out. And then what yeah. about you? Do you, uh, have you got any plans, MMA plans? 
Yeah, I was supposed like, to have a kickboxing match on uh, the 20th of September, but because I'm doing this grappling match and uh, I, I've been strictly just doing grappling, I kind of postponed that. But I think when I get back, I'm going to focus more on my kickboxing. So yeah. I, I think I'll have more. Because you've had a few kickboxing fights now, right? Yeah, I had three. So three, yeah. no now. But no MMA yet? No, no MMA yet. Uh, I mean, it's it's hard being patient, to be honest with you, being <laughs> like a competitor. And yeah, I want to get in there because I know what I can do already. Yeah, but you know, having a coach that's like, all right, you gotta wait, you gotta wait. You know, I'm I'm trying to listen to him, but it's it's difficult. You know, so you got a few amateur MMA fights to start off with if you can find an opponent. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find an opponent. To yeah. be honest with you, and and uh, kickboxing, yes, but amateur MMA it might be difficult for me. You know, but we'll see what happens. I I feel like I can. I feel like I can already get a, a decent deal some of the the promotions in MMA yeah. to start off my pro career so i don't know we'll see you know well no so doubt i mean like we're going to talk about dylan dennis he went over to bellator off yeah. the bat and got fired straight in and just showed what he could do you know it were obvious what what game we were going to play and and he succeeded yeah. um that and that obviously all came off the back of his time spent with conor mcgregor as well wasn't it you know yeah. helping him training up for them fights years ago um which is really interesting for him to do that um how, how you obviously good, are you good friends with him. Yeah, very good friends. Yeah, yeah I would say so. <laughs> um, his transition over from um, jujitsu to MMA is, is that one of the first, like one of the first people to do it from that level, like such a high level of. No, I think like Damien Meyer, oh, right. you know, multiple times. Been a few guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But Hager, I think he's a. Yeah. yeah, but I think of like the new school guys. Yeah, that maybe so. You know, like the, the one that made the most noise. I would say. Yeah. 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 Um, we spoke about this about making noise and from like a, a personality standpoint like the stuff i saw of him before um on interviews he comes across as like quite a nice guy like but then the stuff that he puts on instagram and on facebook he's just way out there i think he's a little bit of everything yeah yeah you know what i mean he's got to take everything like in stride like there's parts of him that are like that and then there's parts of him that are like he's a nice guy you know i feel like the people that he knows really well he's he's really he's really friendly to them he's yeah. really cool and you know, I mean, these guys can vouch for that because they 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 came out with me last time for his Bellator fight. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's a cool guy, man. You know, we had a good time after, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it's cool. I mean, we spoke about when we were in Poland, didn't we? Like, what yeah. he's doing, I think he's right. You know, like, it's proper out there. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, like, yeah. you know, dropping C-bombs all over Instagram. And now, <laughs> he's, now he's got his, uh, his <laughs> missus yeah. or his girlfriend um, wearing not so many clothes. But yeah. it grabs yeah. attention and we're buying yeah. attention yeah. nowadays. And it's, it grabbed my attention. I'm sure it grabbed a lot more. People in the community. Well, I like it though. It's different because every other jujitsu fight I seen before that they're like, "Ooh, jujitsu, yeah. respect." Like he's doing things a bit different. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> respect, my friend. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it's a bit different, but like, why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. it sells fights and it puts yeah. his uh, paychecks even higher, doesn't it? So yeah. I can't can't knock that. Yeah, he's getting paid well by Bellator. So yeah, yeah, they're taking care of him, you know. Uh, and also, like, I feel like he kind of runs like his career basically. So it's not like the promotion, it's not like the promotion is telling him you got to do this. It's more like, he's like, oh, I want to do that. And they're like, okay, cool. You know? So I, I mean, thinking when you think about it, I'm like, dude, he has it really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, for all the hate that he gets or whatever, it's all worth it. You know I mean? I've got a question. So what, what was his, uh, what, like, when you've had a conversation with him, when Khabib came flying over cage towards him, yeah. what did he say about that? Like to you, like I, I mean, wanted to, yeah. He, he's he basically said what everybody else was probably thinking. Like he was like, dude, I was not expecting that. Like yeah, yeah. Know, it was mad, you know. And I actually, 
I was he, actually, got, he got a few shots off yeah, as well. I was actually, yeah, I was, I was actually really <laughs> impressed with him because I, I feel like if that was me, I, I might have just been looking at him, jumping at me. Yeah. Like, I might have just been like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wait until he kicks me in the face, you know? <laughs> so he actually reacted really fast and he just, he just, you know, he started swinging at him. And uh, I feel like, I feel like he got the better of that little scuffle, even though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I, think, I think that's his first loss, to be honest. So if you want him to be, there you go. Yeah. I mean, uh, also, like, you know, people were saying like crazy stuff after that, like where, you know, he was like, he said things to could be like call him a Muslim rat, you know? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was not like, he did not say those things. Yeah. Like, I, I knew that. Like, even when I saw those headlines and I didn't even have to talk to him to know that he didn't say that. You know what I mean? I know yeah. what kind of person he yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, we're from New York city, you know, we are like, we're surrounded by diversity. You know, he has friends that are a lot of friends that are Muslim. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you, you know, that it's was just clickbait though. And it? it's just easy for people to try to sell TMZ, stories. You know? Yeah. It TMZ. TMZ. So it was, it was kind of annoying cause you got a lot of hate for that. Even till this day, he gets like these crazy messages Yeah. from these dudes, like these extremist dudes that are like, oh, they're going to kill you. And fuck I'm like, that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be like, delete my account. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. man. Really? Yeah. All these guys, the Russian guys commenting on his pictures. Yeah. Like, yeah. Writing in Russian, you know, talking about they're going to kill him. Well, I think that, I mean, that all stems, I guess, from from all the press leading up to it and Conor McGregor. Like, he went way, like, out there yeah, with he what did. he was saying. And by affiliation to McGregor's camp, you're going to get that here, aren't you? Yeah. Well, my, my fear is that I'm going to get shot because of him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, dude, I'm going to be walking down the street with him one day and some fucking guy's going to shoot and end up missing him and hit me. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't even do anything. <laughs> didn't you say when you were out for IMAF, like they had to separate all the Irish from Yeah, the you know, like, because everyone thinks, obviously, there's this beef, yeah, there's this is back and forth, you know, Khabib, Connor, and a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you know, it's all for TV or whatever, which, it, which a lot of it is, but it is real. Like, yeah. we, <clears throat> we was in there. Uh, Bahrain and uh, I've got the I, I literally sit down and the row behind me is all these Irish guys and then I just look behind and there's loads of dudes with guns and I said fucking hell what are these guys here for and they're like oh they're our security and I'm like why do you why do you need them security and like because of those guys and the point down is just all the Russians just turning looking <laughs> I'm like shit and they had like uh, escorts everywhere like armed escorts because there was literally these Russian guys were like, yeah, wanted a piece of the Irish. So there's like a, and they, you know, they're shouting at each other and stuff. And there's legit, there's like a legit war. <laughs> it's you ridiculous. Know? Like that, that influence that you can have over, I mean, at that level, like the Khabib Connor fight, you know, it was worldwide. Every, everybody saw it and everything that Connor said and it, to have that sort of an influence over so many, like a generation of people, you know, yeah, and to like, put a divide there yeah, as well. Yeah, like all those, ridiculous. everyone in Ireland, you know, they love Connor. Maybe not as much now he's punched an old guy, but, <laughs> but yeah, you know, they all love him in, in Russia or whatever. They all love Khabib. So yeah, it's, uh, the nations are behind the fighters. It can cause problems, can't it? But that should, that's how we should sort out all this world. No politics and that. You should just pick one guy. Yeah, but we all know Putin's gonna bang everyone. I know, yeah, <laughs> shit, shit. It's like judo throwing scaffold and like. It's like uh, Bin Laden. He was a black belt in judo. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard someone. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like pictures of him in like a. <laughs> really? Imagine you go to your first judo competition and you get Bin Laden. You'd be like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. <laughs> like, I'm gonna have to lose to this guy. Yeah, like, I can't beat him because. Man, my, my house is going to uh, get blown up. His first uh, DVD set, Weapons of Mass Instruction. <laughs> 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 I 
Imagine that instructional. I bet Saddam, though, I bet he was a fucking sick wrestler as yeah. well. He had, the, he had the build for it, didn't he? Saddam. He had the moustache, all right. Yeah, yeah. He looked a bit like Dan Seven. Yeah. I bet he'd have been yeah. like a Dan Seven <laughs> character. And then what are we, What politicians we got who, who could be hard? Uh, Boris Johnson. Uh, nah, Boris. Yeah, <laughs> He'll Boris. come through with the double leg, you know what I'm saying? I saw you see him when he t- took that kid out? Yeah, he took that kid out, yeah. <laughs> what a fucking shambles our country is, eh? <laughs> but it's like, it's like Putin, like, I think he's, because of, you know, he gets on the mats, he's doing judo and stuff. Yeah. I've seen him, like, teaching little kids. His country love him for yeah. that. Like, imagine if I, like, leaders and stuff were doing that well, we're, bo- we're both bollocks. We've got Boris Johnson and we've got Trump. So yeah. Trump's fucked in it. Let's go, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, Trump's well, about four hundred years old as well. He's just bright yeah. orange with blonde hair. It's weird. Yeah. I wonder if he, imagine if he was sick at jujitsu though. That'd be like. <laughs> he was a big boxing fan, so I mean, probably knows a little bit, uh, right? I'd, I'd love to see, imagine just seeing Donald Trump hit, hitting pads with like Freddie Roach. That'd, <laughs> cool, That'd make me like the guy. I'd be like, this guy's sick. He's a big MMA fan though, as well, isn't he? Like yeah. he supported uh, Dana White back in the day, obviously because of in the um, casinos and that in Vegas. So like yeah. he, he were at the, some of the like the first UFC events, and he's always supported him. Like he's this, you know, there's uh, like interviews of. Trump and Dana White in the White House. And yeah. obviously now we've got Kobe Covington and all these people coming through. He probably, he probably did it as a business move because... Oh, totally, yeah. Yeah, because he had that... that uh, what is it? What you call it? Do you want to turn Mahal, that around? Taj Mahal in New Jersey. Yeah. That was hosting all the big events. That's right, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like... I can't remember which one that was. There's a load of... Uh, like video. Trump Tower or whatever, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So... It's mental, isn't it? Yeah. That might have been the set... That was when Dana and the, the Fratitas first took over the UFC. They did them. Yeah, uh, I think it might have been like the UFC two or can't uh, remember. I swear, didn't Trump own that? Was it? Was it called Affliction? Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He owned Affliction. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. like that had loads of sick fighters on it, but it folded after a couple of shows, didn't it? Like yeah. he had Vito and like loads of other guys on it. Did Fedor fight on Affliction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he, he fight he Andre Arlovsky, like a flying. Yeah, and he's just oh, Arlovsky jumped for a flying knee and he hit, yeah. he hit him midair. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we need. We need politicians, world leaders to all do martial arts. The world would be a better place. Yeah, imagine getting a seminar off like. Imagine world <laughs> off Theresa May. Theresa May comes in to deliver seminar. <laughs> Never gonna happen. We might get it in Olympics then as well. MMA for the Olympics. That's yeah. what we want. Will it happen? Start campaigning for it. They used to have it like that. Pancreation. Pancreation was yeah. the first Olympic sport. Yeah. They did it naked as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all the crowd was naked as well. I well, think everybody, everybody in the Olympic Stadium was naked in the for the ancient Olympics. Right. Yeah, pr- pretty sure that's. Yeah, everyone was naked. The the athletes and all the spectators. Has this information come from our friend uh, Indijit? <laughs> <laughs> he knows Indijit as well. Yeah, the yeah. He, kn- he knows a lot about bare knuckle history. I don't yeah, know if he knows about. <laughs> maybe he does know about ancient Olympics because they, they did do bare knuckle boxing. Fuck you now. We'll have to ask him. Yeah. He's your he's your information guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, crazy. Ben, what do you think of bare knuckle boxing? Um, I mean, I'm a fan as a spectator. Yeah, because it's getting pretty big now. Yeah. You know, like yeah. the BKFC in, in America, BKB over here. Yeah, for sure. There's I mean, a lot uh, of promotions. The last card with Artem and uh, Pauly, like I, I watched that over the UFC. Yeah. That night. I remember they had a UFC play. Yeah, we watched that. It was funny. Yeah. How yeah. many knockouts were on that card though? Yeah. Loads. When are we going to see Artem versus Rico, man? I want to see that. Oh, yeah. 
like cross promotional like I don't know I don't know if they can get this deal on the table I think. We, might, we might have to do it like on an island somewhere like <laughs> there's no laws <laughs> do that sharks that's swimming around the <laughs> yeah. <or> Alcatraz <laughs> bare knuckle in Alcatraz yeah <laughs> that were a decent fight Artem like he's he did well. He scored, yeah, didn't he? Like, yeah. it were, I didn't. Well, I don't know if I did expect it. Or I didn't expect it, but it were a, it were a good scrap. Yeah, after yeah. Paul, he's like, he didn't even land anything, but he's <laughs> he's like exactly off. Yeah. <laughs> Give me one good punch. <laughs> <laughs> one good punch. And he's like, nose is all the way. Quality then. Crazy, yeah. So, uh, what's the future old So You got this. You got this competition now. Uh, you got this match this weekend, and then, like you say, you're gonna look for some kickboxing, and then. You're looking yeah. for MMA yeah. next year, probably. Yeah, next year. I mean, uh, I wanna, I, I want to have my first pro fight in India, just to, just to do it. You know, just kind of have something that's meaningful to me to start my career. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the big goal is always to, you know, get in the UFC and get that belt. But, you know, I, I saw that brave MMA, and even I heard rumors that One FC is thinking about going to India. So, I mean. Maybe in the near future, I can see myself with those promotions. Yeah, I don't know about SFL, to be honest with you. I just don't trust those guys too much. <laughs> I've heard too many things, so I'm like, all right, I'm just keeping my distance at this you point. You can fight a, good, a tough, really tough farmer for your debut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's that's just, for me right now, I'm just focused on getting back to my kickboxing. You know, I, want, I, want, I just want to appease my coach. And I want to jump in. I feel like I'm 27 years old, so I'm I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, you know, so I, I gotta I gotta do it now. You know, and now or never. You know, even though I, the guys these days like you know you have guys like DC and Yo Romero that are competing at the highest level even at that age, but I don't want to be one of those guys that's competing when he's 40 years old. You BJ know? Penn knocking out Hawaiian blokes as well. Yeah. seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. Oh, seen no. that? Did you see BJ him Penn get dropped? Get, BJ Penn getting knocked out. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the other video. He must have got, yeah, he must have got dropped, and then if. Uh, then he beat up that guy, but the TMZ only released the one where he was beating that guy up. But he did get dropped before that, didn't he? No, uh, there's another video. Or is it a different? No, I think no, I think it's the same video, the same guy. He must have got dropped and then come back and finished the guy. So it's still a win. Still yeah, a win for BJ. Still a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah Boxing seen the, rules. Yeah, I, I seen the video when he got dropped. It, it was gone. He was yeah, out. Nah, so, he's there saying, "Come on, hit me then, hit me." And he lets the guy. So the guy hits him with the right hand, and then it's the left hook that goes like that. Yeah, he's like down yeah. the floor. So, so then, like, if he gets back up, though, but wasn't that meant to be the first time he's ever been knocked down in his career or yeah, something? Like yeah. <laughs> crazy. He let yeah. the guy hit him though. Like, yeah, no. it's crazy. Fuck that shit. <laughs> hit first. <laughs> Think later. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, kids. You get done. <laughs> Head movement. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, anything to add, fellas? Where can we find yous on social media if you want to follow you? So uh, I'm on Instagram at pav135er. I'm on Instagram at munchnation underscore. Yeah, I'll go with the Insta, just Kiru Sahota. Very simple. Uh, yeah, cheer, cheers, guys. Thanks for coming on today. And yeah, best uh, luck with your upcoming competitions. All, yeah, check, all check, three, it, yeah. check it out. So Polaris, there'll be a live stream, right? So you can yeah on UFC Fight Pass ah uh, yeah there you go seven day free trial as well yeah yeah so get the seven day free trial and just cancel it otherwise you will get billed every month <laughs> 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 but yeah check it out Polaris this week Where, is it in Manchester yes Manchester yeah, yeah. quality Sweet. cheers awesome catch you on next one thank you.